The following podcast contains spoilers for Mowgli and Apostle. You have been warned. going on everybody it is glenn here at keystone film review here with the man the legend and the myth if you wrap it all together his name is miguel miguel mi gusto <laughs> i was telling people about that uh, earlier today <laughs> how you call me miguel magusto and it's the only time i've ever had a nickname that i liked michael i so, like or i think it's someone's i think it says mike it means michael my friend Hey, but, uh, I, mean, I don't know. One way or another, I someone t- told me that someone more worldly than I am, and uh, worldly, <laughs> yeah, you gotta gotta trust them. Although who knows anymore? Right. Anyway, Glenn, how are you? I'm not too shabby. Sitting here with a Lacroix, sipping sipping on it. And oh, that's that's super fancy. I don't got <sighs> nothing to drink. I don't got nothing to drink. None bits. Sorry, you got air. Eventually, that turns into water. I think. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but... Uh, well, I failed science once, so... <laughs> anyway, are. so uh, let's get into it. Have you seen any movies since the last time we spoke? Which was Sunday this time, so it's only been a few days. Yeah, you're a little jokester. I didn't see anything other than our our recommended movies. No, well, well I'm not surprised at all. But uh, because we... Uh, usually when I see things... Like, we record these on Fridays, typically... And then I see like a shit ton of movies on the weekends, and then I maybe see one during the week. That would be you. I only saw one during the week this time, and that was Green Book, uh, directed oh. by Peter Farelli. I'm uh, so jealous. Starring Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali, which is by far my favorite name in the entire world. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. It just flows so well. But uh, yeah, I, I really like that. It's kind of. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets uh, nominated for some Oscars. Uh, it's it's a feel good movie. It's uh, not amazing, but it's just a good movie overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. But uh, you know, that's all we have I, I, for anyone <laughs> that uh, for anyone that sat through our rants of uh, the Golden Globes and the Haunting of Hill House last week. We yeah, appreciate we really, you. We really upped it last week, and uh, <laughs> this, this week, week we're, we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs. <laughs> Thinking how cool we were back in the past, oh, we were back so in high cool. school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! But let's just uh, let's just jump on into it, shall we? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. So, what's the first movie we saw, Glenn? The first movie we saw was Mowgli, which uh, I recommended. Legend of the Jungle. You only heard stories about the jungle. I lived in a king's palace in a cage just like this. I bit and I scratched and I spent my entire life fighting. Until one day, I just stopped. And I gained their trust. Gained their trust, little brother. Little brother, when I found you, 
four seasons ago. I thought I could teach you how to belong, but I was wrong. Mowgli. Directed by um, Anthony. I almost said Anthony Scorsese. <laughs> let's let's let that sit there for a second. Okay? Anthony Scorsese. Anthony Scorsese. <laughs> Directed by Andy Serkis, starring Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Benedict Cumberbatch, and who's who's the kid? Who's Rohan, Rohan Chand? Yeah, Rohan Chand. Rohan or- Chand. And the uh, synopsis from IMDb here says, A human child raised by wolves must face against a menacing tiger named Shere Khan, Mm. as well as his own origins. Okay. I guess so. You're right. Yeah. So this this story might seem a little familiar to people. Uh, I think we've had at least three movies that I can think of based on this same book. Do you know what that is, Glenn? Well, it could be a, a forest paperback, or wrong. It's Wuthering Heights. Oh, oh, oh there it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking <laughs> it up now. Yeah, you seem to be right. No, you are no correct. it's uh, <laughs> the Jungle Book, of course. Wow. Uh, written by Rudyard Kipling, I believe his name is. Is um, yeah, it's a book from the late 1800s, turned into a famous Disney cartoon, as we all know. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a TV movie in the 90s, which only I seem to remember. Uh, where, where Mowgli was older. Yeah, Mowgli was older. He was in his, like, 20s or something. Wow. And they used uh, real animals, and it was a live action. Uh, then, of course, there's the John Favreau from uh, 2016, the John Favreau uh, film with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Kingsley, um, Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson, a bunch of other people. And then there's this one. So uh, I... I don't know about you, but I feel like this story's been done a few it's, too many times. It's been done. Uh, it's been uh, done, done, did, yeah. uh, dat. You know, and not only has it been done a few times, but they still have yet to get Baloo right when it comes to the book. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't read the book, so I can't comment too much I mean, on I've, that. I've I've read I read I've read it a little bit. I read the uh, synopsis and like the the spark notes just for you know discussions and everything. Yeah, but. He is a sloth bear, which is one of the most adorable bears in the world. It will gut you if it if it comes to it, but it is adorable and acts like a puppy. And uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, Baloo's supposed to be a sloth bear, and he never is because I guess they just don't trust Americans to know what a sloth bear is. And who well, really cares? Like, it, we it want looks a big like a brown bear. bear, okay? Yeah. I mean, sloth bear is only about five feet, feet tall, but it just bothers me. But, uh, yeah, they... Uh, they still don't. They still don't got him right. <laughs> I remember at one point John Goodman played a Baloo. I think in the second Jungle Book movie from Disney. Did he? I think so. That's yeah. who I originally thought did the voice acting for the first one for the longest time. When I was but a wee pup of the uh, the age. No, of- he, that was like in the seventies. Um, I think you're a liar, Glenn. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was in Blues Brothers. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> no, Jungle Book 2, John Goodman Blue interview. 
What year was that? Oh, yeah. 2003. Okay, 2003. Yeah. Joke's on you, friend. I know I... more about movies than you. But That's really... a wrap, everybody. I'm the host of KFR from now on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're both hosts. Uh, yeah, so I guess John Goodman was Baloo. Look uh, at that. Haley Joel Osment was Mowgli. Um, I guess that was at the height of his fame. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. But anyway, we're not here to talk about this one. We're here to talk about Andy Serkis' Mowgli. Uh, what do you think of it, Glenn? Overall, <sighs> overall, I mean, you basically just said it in the last little bit. But I think overall, it's been done too many times, and overall, I feel like this one really doesn't have too much else to offer. It's done a little bit yeah. differently from the animated and the live action versions of Disney's. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's we're still stuck with the same story. There's not too much new added here. Yeah. I would have loved the John Favreau version if they didn't have musical numbers. If they just cut yeah. out the music altogether, the are you, are you musicals asking fit to for do that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Musical numbers fit for cartoons when you do live action versions <laughs> and you're trying to be grittier because the John Favreau version, while not as gritty as this, was grittier than the cartoon version, and it just the when they had the the musical numbers it just kind of ruined it oh yeah and then took me out of it um so i definitely appreciated that in this version uh that they didn't have any musical numbers this was more while not a hundred percent authentic to the book was closer to it yeah one thing i definitely i mean this is totally my opinion definitely would have helped um make this movie a little bit better and it's basically the only thing i'd really think of like during the whole movie i'm like oh man you know this movie would be so much better if it was actually rated r 100 percent agree granted the book is supposed to be a kids books but kids in the 1800s were were ballers and could handle violence and stuff they could could handle Uh, nowadays they have to have their yeah they have to have everything sheltered from them um but oh my goodness like you're you're given to you're given it in little bits and tastes but if uh they, they played it safe with the PG-13, so pretty much yeah. everybody could see it. And, I mean, if if I'm honest, I understand why they did. This would not have had nearly as much, uh, you know, news around it. And it doesn't even have that much that, that much talk around it in general, just because we had one in 2016. Yeah. But, uh, which I found out, this was actually greenlit before the 2016 version. Yeah, they found and out then, that the, that one was being made, and they pushed this one back. Yeah, well, they they found out it was being made. Not only that, but then Disney rushed theirs in order to beat out the release of this. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah, Disney's Disney's fucking f- f- fuckery, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, the kid that plays Mowgli, Rohan Chand, uh, he is in the one of my favorite movies from a few years back called Bad Words. I don't know if you remember that movie. Oh, is that um, him? With Jason Bateman, yeah, yeah he played, and he's a, the spelling bee. Uh, oh my goodness, I didn't and, recognize him with really long yeah, hair. Yeah, and he he does a um, he's pretty good in this, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the titular character, and you know he holds his own against. What while it is motion capture, you can definitely see the performances from Christian Bale, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kate uh, Blanchett, um, and Andy Serkis. You definitely see 
their performances more than you would in a normal one, especially in this one, because they kind of leave facial features in the characters, which is weird at times, but then you kind of get used to it and it yeah. becomes uh, it kind of it feels more natural after a while. Yeah, I was going to I was going to note on that the, the motion capture seemed I'm assuming they obviously did them on the actors, but they like they were so similar to the animals or like the, the actors in the animals. Yeah, it, like I saw Shere Khan's or Shere Khan, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, Shere Khan's. I was like, that is Benedict Cumberbatch's head so hard. <laughs> so I, I felt hard. I knew that with a with a Christian Bale as Bagheera. Like mm-hmm. when when they saw him, I was like, oh, that voice sounds familiar in the trailer. That voice sounds familiar. Then they show his face. I'm like, oh, it's Christian Bale. <laughs> Fun <laughs> fact was Kira didn't know he was actually English. <laughs> What? I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, he's actually using his normal voice. She's like, that's his normal voice? I was like, yeah, he's he's English. She's like, has, has she not seen me? The Prestige? I, I don't think so. Has she not seen Empire of the Sun? I don't think so. Has she not seen like any of his other movies where he's English? I don't think she's seen movies. I think she's... Break up with her right now. Kira? Kira? You, you and Glenn are through. Kira, I got I to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's... Um, <laughs> this, yeah, this it's... A decent movie. It's a a valiant effort, especially by Andy Serkis, who's, you know, trying to get into directing. This is his second movie behind 2017's Breathe, uh, which I didn't see. It does look interesting, but I Mm -hmm. I didn't get around to seeing that. Um, And, you know, it's just. I could take it or leave it. (laughs) Uh, I think. uh, I didn't even I didn't even comment on a uh, Roh- Rohan's performance. I liked him. I don't want to make this like a comparison of Jungle Book 2016 versus Mowgli. I mean, you kind of have to. If, yeah, if, you kind of have to. Because uh, like, there's so many people shitting on it just because it is really close to that. But you know, in my opinion, if if people weren't making that comparison already, I wouldn't really care. But people are are saying, oh, they're making another one, and then saying that this is a worse version. Because of that, yeah. when I mean, there are two different uh, variations of it. They're they're different enough where it doesn't feel like the Jungle Book. I mean, it is the Jungle Book, but it doesn't feel like the Jungle Book. And yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely liked Rohan's uh, grittier look instead of uh, the other yeah, kids. Uh, he looks so Neil, so Neil Seti. Neil Seti, I think his name is. I did a comparison of all the characters that cross over. Neil Seti, who played Mowgli in the John Favreau version, he just seemed like his super Disney-fied version of a feral child, um, which is what Mowgli is. Mowgli, Mowgli is a feral child, and I feel like people often forget that because you yeah. know he's speaking. And uh, which is to add, when he goes into the village in this one, I was really glad that they didn't just have him speaking to uh you know the villagers because mm-hmm. i feel like if disney did that they would have done that where he just spoke to people hi um, yeah exactly yeah, this so, bear just taught me perfect english even though we speak a completely different language altogether <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh i think christian bale uh, was bagheera in this one ben kingsley was bagheera and john favreau you know ben kingsley did a great job in the jungle book 2016 oh, yeah. I think I like Christian Bale's version more. Um, I don't know. There's there's just a a, a uh, it's it feels like a, a more complex presence yeah. than just Ben Kingsley being the uh, archetypical protector. You know what I mean? 
Uh, like there's a part in this version where you feel like Bagheera might actually hurt Mowgli, mm-hmm. um, which you never felt in either Jungle Book version. Uh, so, so, you know, I, I would have to chalk that up for Christian Bale. Kate <laughs> uh, Blanchett played Ka. Scarlett Johansson played Ka in this 2016 version. Uh, they mainly got Scarlett Johansson because her sweet and sensual voice. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually wrote down Scarlett Johansson was a sexier snake. <laughs> yeah, she was. But not only in voice. She like, it just sounded like, and that kind of fits for the character of Ka because it's like. Hypnotizing. Hip, yeah, hypnotizing. And uh, I think Kate Blanchett played a different type of Ka. It didn't quite, yeah. it, sound, it seemed more intelligent, but not quite as hypnotizing. Yeah, it was um, Ka knew. Well, I guess they, they both, but the Khan knew everything, and they played the more intelligent card in this one. Then, hey, yeah. hypnotize you. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you have Andy Serkis versus Bill Murray for Baloo, mm-hmm. or uh, Bill Murray as Bill Murray, <laughs> Bill Murray as Bill Murray, and he doesn't play anything else. <laughs> and then uh, uh, they're too different to compare, really. Andy yeah. Serkis, the Andy Serkis is like a, a, a Cockney drug addict bear <laughs> and then Bill Murray's just kind of what Disney would want Baloo to be pretty much and then Benedict Cumberbatch versus Idris Elba for Shere Khan that one is a tough one honestly that is a tough one because just uh, they both are just they show their presence yes very hard they steal the scene in every single scene they're in I feel like the appearance of Shere Khan looked more terrifying in the Jungle Book 2016. I would agree. Uh, um, I, don't, I think the claw was messing me up in Mowgli. That is a uh, that's from the book. Yeah, um, which is why they do in this. It's actually the first time that they actually have uh, Shere Khan have that. One thing I did think it was funny when when Mowgli decides to go and uh, fight or uh, you know face Shere Khan. Yeah, he he goes Khan. Yes, <laughs> like in Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness when Benedict Cumberbatch uh, played Khan, and uh, you had uh, Spock yelling that. Yeah, um, that was funny. Yeah, um, I also think <laughs> I think they morphed the tiger's head to shape Benedict Cumberbatch's head a little too much. It yeah, a lot of alien like. Yeah, a lot of the other characters they just did the eyes. Yeah. Um, I think they did more than just the eyes for Bagheera with Christian Bale because his his really looks like his face. Yeah. Um, but it's more natural than Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, as a tiger. Just, just a long head. Yeah. Um, not that I'm not trying to sit here and bash bash Benny Benny Cummy here. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Cummy. Uh, but yeah, there's a. Uh, there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives that could be said. A lot of people are shitting on this movie more so than I think it deserves. Yeah, um, Ex- especially when it comes to the uh, the kind of grittier uh, sequences. Of yeah, the movie. yeah. I think you and I had already talked about it. A lot of people are just kind of uh, shrugging it off because it's not their super happy. I mean, yeah, not that it's super happy, but it's not their typical Jungle Book movie with singing and dancing. People, there, there's, there's a little bit of death in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's death in, in the other ones, too, but, like, this is, like... They show a little bit death. more. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I wrote down the Aquila death scene is more powerful in this one, but I honestly cannot remember it. I can't either. Aquila is like the lead wolf. I think they do yeah. that thing where you. No, I think it was it was. I think it was more impactful in 2016 because I didn't see that shit coming at all. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't remember either. I don't know why um, I wrote that, but I, I think well, I might have meant. I think I might have meant. In 2016's um, uh, Idris Elba's Shere Khan just like fucking whaps him off yeah. a cliff. I'm like, whoa, what? Well, that's that's what whoa. I'm saying. Um, I think <laughs> I meant Shere Khan. Yeah. Just because. Oh, in, okay. Uh, and you know. Well, the thing that I kind of didn't like about it, um, in this one, you know, as you know, uh, Shere Khan gets, like, fucked up, but he's not dead. Then he, like, yeah. goes into the woods to die. And you you have that thing that's brought up earlier about, you know, being with what you kill as it dies so it doesn't die alone. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a super impactful, uh, you know, callback to something that happened earlier when Mowgli followed Shere Khan into the woods and then did yeah. that. And then they completely ruined it by yeah, having Shere Khan try to attack one more time. They completely 180 it. Yeah, and it, it just kind of, it was, it became hypocritical in a way because I thought like, I, I love movies that, you know, I don't want to say humanized because it's a tiger, but, you know, it, 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 uh, there's it, another it, word there that I can't think of. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say it, it humanizes the villain. You know, it, it, it brings the, hum, the the villain down to the hero's level. There's an understanding. Something that, uh, that does, uh, one movie that does that great is uh, Black Panther, where, you know, at the end uh, where uh, Michael B. Jordan's character dies, it's just... Um, you know, there's just an understanding between them. It's not. It's not a happy celebration. It's not a. It's not something to be celebrated. It's just. It's another loss of life, and they become. I don't want to say one and the same, but there's an understanding at the yeah. end. There's there's a connection there. It, exactly, and and when you can when you can have the hero and the villain connect, uh, on on a realistic level. I think you've wrote your characters great. And honestly, I thought they did that for the 15, 20 seconds that you think that's going to happen. And then they completely ruined it with Shere Khan yeah. jumping back up, doing the whole horror movie trope where it comes back alive after you think it's dead. And which is, I, I, which is quite a shame, honestly. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was perfect without that. And then they go ahead and, and ruin that. Uh, I think we covered everything on my notes, really. Yeah, uh, it's I, I really don't have much to say. It's you know me with me with mediocre movies. Yeah, I, I, mean, I have less to say about mediocre movies than I do bad movies or really good movies. What's funny <laughs> is literally all my notes were pretty much everything you said in the beginning. So I don't, oh, I don't well, have I don't have too much. You, so. you can always cut me off and and chime well, in. So I'm not just saying everything. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. I just I I was gonna say this isn't a prequel. This isn't a sequel. It's not something weird in between. This is Andy Serkis's second time directing. Yeah. All of them English voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> and then now, then, now, would you say you like it? Which one would you say you like better? We're, we're going to completely <sighs> ignore the cartoon because it's a classic. We're going to completely ignore uh, both sequels, you know, the one TV action, live action sequel and the Jungle Book 2. Uh, we're just talking about 2016 directed by John Favreau versus 2018 directed by Andy Serkis. 
Now see, this this is a pain in the ass because if this uh, if this would have came down to it where they both actually came out the same year, I feel like this would come down to a judgment or a judgment of uh, whichever one you see first is the one you're gonna like more. Yeah, kind of like the Illusionist and the Prestige. Yeah, um, or fuck what Lock, Stock and Barrel and. And snatch, although yeah, those and are, snatch. that's by the same director. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's, it's it's still under that like category. Like, oh yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with unfortunately Disney's. I don't want to say unfortunately, but yeah, there was this movie. They were both okay movies, but I had a more fun time with Disney's. Where if this one just had a little bit more umph, I would have definitely liked this one more. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, I think Disney's is. Uh, is my go-to. Not that I'm ever going to watch either of these again, but... Yeah. I'd have to agree. Um, I just wish that they took the... I know this will never happen, because yeah. uh, Disney likes to have its hands on everything, but I wish they took the elements of this one that I liked and mixed it with the quality and the overall film of the the uh the disney 2016 john favreau version um but yeah i overall i'd have to agree the disney version is better this one definitely has its merits it's definitely worth at least one watch like you said i'll probably never watch it again um but you know i'll probably never watch the animated version again either but i I, i've never been a huge fan i saw the jungle book once when i was a kid and i was like okay yeah that's fine i i more Um, or less like the songs than i do the movie I, I don't even like the songs that what, much. I the, mean, I, mean, I like Bare Necessities. The King, the King Louie, I Want to Be Like You. Okay, that, yeah, go, that, go that listen too, to that one covered by Smash Mouth real quick. <laughs> go ahead. No, thank come, you. And then come back to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about Mowgli. Yeah, same here. When you were come, I looked you in the eye and saw no fear. I believed that one day you would bring peace to the jungle. But you have become a man now, Mowgli. I'm not a man. But neither am I a wolf. I think we can both agree, Mowgli, that you are something the jungle has never seen before. So, that is it for Mowgli. The movie I picked last week is Apostle. by David or 
Written and directed by Gareth Evans. I might keep that in. Uh, uh, starring Dan Stevens, uh, Richard Eflin, Michael Sheen, uh, Lucy Boynton, and Bill Milner. In 1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. Ooh. I went I went to like straight up pirate voice at the end there. Yeah. Isolated <laughs> island. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw this uh, a few months ago when it was released. Uh, directed by Gareth Edwards. Oh my gosh. Gareth <laughs> Evans, Gareth Edwards is someone completely different. David. Gareth Evans who directed The Raid and The Raid 2. Uh, and it's just as gory as you would think if you've seen those movies. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And uh, you said last week that uh, uh, you were having a hard time watching this with your, your wife lady involved in yes, the I was. room. Yes, I was. And I am very glad I watched this by myself, friend. Thank you for that advice. <laughs> <laughs> is Kira the same way where she does it? No, I just felt like she would have been uncomfortable if like we were watching it together. Oh, yeah. But I was—I watched it regardless because mm-hmm. she was going to get home late. I'm like, I'll just watch it. So I think, first of all, I, I want to talk about the cinematography. Uh, the first cinematography. Off, before we is, even talk about that, before we even talk about that, mm. okay? Hold on to your brain function right there for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think first off, before you're first off, it's nice to see Dan Stevens where I don't see him as Beast in the Disney's live action Beauty and the Beast. Or just a heartthrob, <laughs> although because, he is a heartthrob. Because I was watching this movie, I'm like, thank God. Thank God he's in something good that yeah. I don't have to look at. He's, he's a, a good actor, furry. he just hasn't been. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, first but, uh, off, cinematography. Cinema, <laughs> cinematography by Matt Flannery, who uh, I believe he did, the, yeah, he did The Raid and The Raid 2. He's pretty much the uh, Gareth Evans. I got the name right that time. Gareth yeah. Evans' uh, go-to um cinematographer f- phenomenal cinematography yeah. it is it is a absolutely beautiful film even if you don't like the subject matter just a great movie to look at you're sitting here talking um, about dan stevens being a heartthrob talking about the cinematographer right yeah. here well i was going to go back to dan stevens because of that no first shot of a character sums up the character as much as the first shot in this movie of Dan mm-hmm. Stevens. Mm-hmm. He looks absolutely batshit insane the first time you see him. He had, had a beard and everything. He had a beard. He's like tilted his head down. He's just glaring at his, I believe it's his dad or butler or whatever. He's just glaring at this guy and looks like, He's just had enough of the world, and it just <laughs> sums him up so well. You know exactly the kind of person he is from the very first shot. You know he's going to kick some ass and take some <laughs> names and then kick some names and take some ass. What's really funny is I don't know second, what I meant by that, but I said my it in The second here. bullet here is, as an angry-looking guy, I have to say, Dan was a very angry-looking guy. <laughs> Straight up, I did not want to fuck with him. <laughs> yeah, you and I both have, like, angry, angry, yeah, we uh, just resting, resting faces. bitch face all the time. Yeah, and, and uh, Dan Stevens... He straight up looked like he was going to murder anyone every second of the day. For real. For real. Uh, but, yeah, so... I, I don't even know where to begin with this. It's such a... I personally love this movie. I don't know uh, how yeah, you feel no, about it. I really enjoyed this movie, too. And uh, I'll actually just go into my next bullet and say that uh, this movie has done things that most horror movies, even nowadays, like, just 
can't still can't get right mm-hmm. and like it's it's easiest thing in the world to do and that's like create a very dramatic tension and not have to use jump scares yeah like just loud noises or anything like that like there's there's parts where there's like a character in the background you're not expecting to be there and next thing you know <laughs> there they are mm-hmm. and like it's it's really just like a it draws you in because you're like the rest of the movie you're trying to figure out like who else is going to be in the background instead of like you know oh yeah. waiting for that next big scare that's going to happen yeah. instead of just actually being scared of what's going on behind you or them and and uh you know talk about the first shot of Dan Stevens summing him up the uh one of the first interactions he has with a cult member kind of sums up the entire cult real quick too where uh I kind of did some thinking about this and and, uh, the second time watching it tried to find logic flaws in the cult. I don't know why. It's just how my brain works. I was looking (laughs) for, you know, logic flaws. Uh, So they're on the boat. The sheep falls and is about to like fall off. Dan Steven, Dan Stevens character saves the sheep. And then one of the other guys on the boat as they're going to this island to live with the cult, grabs the sheep, throws it off the fucking boat into the ocean, and he says, do uh, do not intervene. Oh, I know. Hold on. Do not intervene with her plan or something like that. Yeah. Uh, do not intervene. Yeah, do not intervene. Everything is as it, as she intended. Uh, she it. being the, the goddess that they worship. The flaw in that is if everything is as she intended... The, sh- the sheep falling in front of Dan Stevens and his natural instinct to save it, isn't that part of how she intended everything? Listen, the only thing that scene <laughs> intended was me getting fucked up after that scene. Oh, yeah, like, that, that's oh, a real fucked up. And oh. it's, so, it's so sad. You feel so bad for the sheep as it floats away and you hear the bleeding. Uh, B-L-E-A-T, not B-L-E-E-D. Bleat. Bleating. Bleating, like just go off in the distance. But I mean, I I'm not saying that to point out a flaw in writing. I think that was an, an intentional, uh, you know, lot flaw in the character's thinking, uh, just to show just how kind of crazy these people are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how how they are so willing to believe this system where they do absolutely nothing uh, and don't want to intervene with their plan, and and. I, I just thought that was a brilliant touch, you know. Um, yeah, so, it really just sets the tone so hard for what you're, like, going to be getting into here. Yeah. Once they get off this boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the entire running theme of this movie, you know, other than the cult aspect and, and just the overall uh, disturbing nature of it, uh, is, is really... I might be overthinking this, so stop me if it seems like I'm overthinking Listen, this. Man. Do you think conspiracy theories just happen? No, bring them on. <laughs> bring them on. So the, in, in, upon second viewing, this became very clear that the entire movie is kind of about how when given the chance, man will enslave God. Mm-hmm. Or if given the chance, not when. Uh, if given the chance, man will enslave God if they can for their own personal gain. And it's really the entire thing is just about how terrible people are. And I love movies like that because I tend to think people are terrible. People are the worst, Michael. Yeah, they, they are. are the literal worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I follow that. Uh, definitely agree with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, 
people are shit. This movie does a very yeah. good job of uh, showing that, and especially Absolutely. with the whole the whole capturing the goddess and all that. Yeah, I, I, I I'm hoping everyone that's listening to this has seen the movie. Um, but if not, I gave a spoiler warning at the beginning, so you're gonna have to, you know, just deal with this. Essentially, they they found. The three main people of this cult found this goddess who, when fed blood, whether it be animal or human or whatever, lets crops thrive. And uh, eventually things stopped working, so they kind of just enslaved her in this shed. And she's tied down to this bed with branches and, and roots and stuff. And... She's their slave, essentially. She's their slave. She's there. Mm-hmm. All she does is lay there. They come by and feed her blood, uh, and it's to try to, to try to get it to flourish more. And it's, yeah, and, and it's they're it's overall not working because I guess the goddess has had just enough, had enough, or it's just not working anymore. But uh, that's kind of what like drives the whole plot is they're trying to get money from. Uh, this ransom of of uh, Dan Stevens' character's sister, and it's just it creates so many disturbing elements. There's this one s- shot uh, where you see her on the bed. You see Michael Sheen's character, who's the cult leader, cut his hand and feed her his blood. Everything around her turns green. And then there's this weird, like, Silent Hill-like creature with, like, (laughs) roots over his face just dragging a body. And it turns with him, and as it turns, it goes to the brightest green and then dies just as quickly as it grew. Mm -hmm. And... I, I... This movie is brilliant in that it... It shows and tells so much with just single shots... It really does. It happens more than once, too. It it happens so many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they also it also gives just enough information to keep you intrigued, but also does not ruin the mystery of what's going on, too. Yeah, it keeps it keeps you kind of on your toes. What like you think is going on? Yeah. What you should feel like what you want to get like what you want to theorize like you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, even trying to like, even me trying to like explain this in my head is just like it's not going to come out right, even if I try. But, yeah, I'm like, doing the best I can, <laughs> and I mean, it's 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 still a struggle. I mean, in, in a way, I guess like uh, I guess like the crops aren't working because I guess you could kind of like see that as like uh, like like they want it to. But they don't a hundred percent believe in like the, the goddess or whatever, so that's why the crops aren't working. I feel like they're just like, oh, interesting. We we took you over, like I don't even know if that made sense. But where like, like before they, it was it they, was more reverent, and now they're just like expecting it. So she's yeah, so they they're like expecting it now, and now they have the power over her having power yeah what <laughs> no I, I get that and it's kind of like yeah I don't know, it's, it's kind of like how much is the person going to do if you're going to enslave them or I don't even know but that that's a real interesting thought of I, I never thought of that um I, mean, I literally just thought of it like I'm sitting yeah. here looking at a, a still frame of the movie I'm like mm. yeah. 
Here's some shower thoughts. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. The uh, this movie has a lot of fucked up sequences, by the yes. way. Um, when Dan Stevens is doing some recon, I guess is what you would call it, where mm. he's tr- he's like sneaking around the town at night, which is forbidden, trying to find out more about what's going on. He finds his he finds his way. The every night, the entire town. Uh, pick someone in their household to fill a cup of blood and then they pour it down sewers for the goddess to mm-hmm. eat. So I guess she's not pinned down to the table now that I'm thinking about it. But there's a scene where he's in the blood tunnel trying to hide from people, like just just up to his head with in blood. Well, is, and, she, is she pinned down to the tunnel or did, can she just show herself whenever she wants? Well, but I think she can. Oh, you know what? That's what it is. She can show herself whenever she wants because yeah. only uh, Dan Stevens sees her, but no one else does. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that's a I, good good point. That good catch there. I thought there was a flaw, but there isn't. There is no flaw. Well, in this yeah, movie. I, I thought about because in the sewer, she kind of just pops up, and then was yeah. like, eh. but that sequence is made of nightmares. Yeah, dude. He's Whoa. he's up to his neck in blood, and then there's this crazy looking and old lady. Like he doesn't know she's shaft, a goddess. Like, can't, yeah. there's nobody else can get in there. <laughs> yeah, and she's like coming after him, and, and oh, it's just terrifying. It makes my my blood crawl. Um, and and then there's the uh, they they have this torture device. Well, it's not a torture device. It's an execution device. It yeah. does it doesn't torture people. It straight up kills them. Uh, what is it called? called? The heathen stand. It, yeah, and the, I don't know if this is real. Um, but essentially, they pin you down, tie you down to this table. Uh, and I'm go- as I'm Googling it now, the first thing that comes up is Apostle. So I'm guessing that uh, <laughs> fucking Gareth Edwards came up with it. Gareth he's, Evans. Oh, my God. Gareth Evans. <laughs> he, uh, he, he invented it uh, for this movie. But they, they pin you down, and there's, there's a screw with a giant circular... Oh, what, what's that called? The, the it's, saw. It's, a, like, it's like a drill bit. It's yeah, it's a like a, a, giant, it's, it's a yeah. giant drill bit that cuts out the top of your skull. And Jesus Christ. That what, was it, what, was it, what did they call it? The cleansing or something like that? The uh, purification, I think. Purifi- that's it. Uh, that and, is a messed up scene because it's it feels like something that's taken yeah, out of like and, medieval times. Like and, they did that crazy shit in executions back then. Yeah, really. And, and I don't know how you feel about POV shots where like you're seeing from the eyes of uh, the the character um, or the vagina. Or the or the vagina, yeah. <laughs> the vagina, the vagina cam. Uh, but typically speaking, I hate them. I think yeah. I I go to see a movie. This is why I didn't like Hardcore Henry. Yeah. I I go to see a movie as a fly on the wall. I don't go to see to. I don't go to be part of the movie. Uh, if I wanted to be part of the movie, I would just play video games because they'd be better and longer, and and you'd be more immersed. Yeah, uh, which is what my whole problem with Hardcore Henry is. It kind of gets rid of the whole idea of you know. Of, it depends how um, it's done, and in this movie, it's yeah. it's, it's but done. Th- there's it's only done once in this, and that's when they uh, they are are tying or or I guess um, pressing. What's his What's the clamping. guy's name? Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> they're clamping Jeremy down, and he's looking at. Uh, I, I think it's Dan Stevens' character and Lucy Boyan's character who, who they've he's befriended, 
and as he's his head is being put into place uh it's forced to turn and you just kind of see it's kind of like a winding clock where his head moves a little bit uh, every so often, mm-hmm. and then it ju- you hear this crack noise, and you see the vein. You you can it's like you're you're him, and you see the the blood ver- uh, the blood burst out of the veins in the eyes. And I've never seen a POV shot like that. You know, where it just it makes you feel like you're being pinned down to that table. Yeah, and man, it's a, it, it's a messed it, up scene. It, it really shows you how crazy it is and i i've said it before i think that's what this this movie does really well is just showing you just how insane this world is and how insane all the characters are mm-hmm. uh and it does a good job at showing you who the good characters are too because they it humanizes them yeah i mean I, I still haven't gotten over that scene and we just talked about it and now i'm still here shaking in my boots <laughs> i don't want to ever be purified yeah, Ever. Nor, nor do I. It's uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a really solid movie. Uh, you could definitely tell. Uh, after I didn't when I first watched it, I didn't know that Gareth Evans, not Edwards, Evans, directed it. Uh, and then I found out later. And then watching it again, it's completely obvious that he directed it because it's just like it's hit. The fight sequences are exactly his style. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh. You know, it's really nice to see Michael. I almost said Mike or uh, Charlie Sheen earlier, but it's really good <laughs> to see uh, Michael Sheen in like a more serious role instead of like the rom coms that I've seen him in. Yeah, he's in a really good movie. Uh, well, there's a movie with the same name that came out this year, but uh, he's in a really good movie called Beautiful Boy, where he plays the father of a uh, a kid that shot up at school, mm-hmm. and that's a really wonderful. I mean, not not in like a fun way, but it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful movie and it's super emotional and he's fantastic and, it, and Maria Maria Bello plays his wife and there's just a a great kind of tension between them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I agree. He's he's great when he does get the the chance to shine in a drama. Yeah, because all I've ever really seen him in is in, like, rom-coms or something. So, it, yeah, it was absolutely nice to see him as, like, a leading, or a cult leader. Like, that's that's kind of like out of your out of your way. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Absolutely. Uh, if I had to nitpick about things here, um, in the end, when, you know, Dan Stevens' character finally saves his sister, the entire island's blowing up. Uh, he decide he's he's been injured too much. He know he he knows he's gonna die, so he decides to just die on the island. And and they have this quick scene where it feels like it. Sh- it I should feel more for it. Yeah. Uh, but it, they really just rushed the whole uh, brother sister relationship and and kind of made it. Uh, more implied than they should have and and I wish that they had done more whether through flashbacks or um, you know showing the sister side of the story more because you don't really see much of the sister yeah you don't uh, really honestly you don't really care for her too much I don't want to say care but like obviously you're in this because he cares yeah. and then but, and then you don't really care when she said that she's saying goodbye to her brother you're sad that the brother's staying and dying because yeah. you he's He's a badass, and you've come to know him over the past two hours. 
but you don't really care how she feels about it. Mm-hmm. As as terrible as that sounds, it's just the way it is. You know, with, when the way movies are made, um, you either care for someone or you don't. It's, it's a fictional movie, so I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> um, so I just kind of wish they 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 grew that relationship more and made it more, uh, you know, heightened of a scene than just oh yeah, it's uh, brother and sister saying goodbye. That's just sad in real life, so it should be sad now. Yeah, if they maybe one another like maybe 15 more minutes like of screen time together and like yeah. going through something uh, i feel like it definitely would have made a bigger impact mm-hmm. um but yeah you're pretty much right about that you don't really you're you're led to believe that you feel like you care about this whole relationship and then when it finally happens you're like mm, i just care about that dude yeah exactly cuz he's awesome and also the scene or the uh, yeah so like when he announces that he himself was a priest. They kind of do this cool like silence thing where he went to Japan to teach them Christianity. No, it, was, it was China. It was oh, actually was it? Oh, yeah, yeah it was China. it's actually based on a real thing called the Boxer Rebellions. Yeah. Of course, you know your boy with the history lesson coming in. There um, he is. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Gareth Edwards. <clears throat> box, yeah, the Boxer Rebellion. <laughs> what he was talking about specifically was the the Battle of uh, Peking. And uh, essentially, it's just it's kind of like what happened in in silence in Japan just a a few centuries later, where people were just rising up against Christian missionaries and also just the government, um, uh, you know, in general. I I had subtitles on it. They they did pop up. It said Mandarin. So now I just look stupid as shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I, I thought that was a really cool sequence, especially when they just, you know, when he's telling the story, they just show a close up of his eye at the time, and you're not sure if they're going to show anything more. And then it just like yanks him out of it and and jumps into that sequence, and I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was a nice scene to yeah. help build his character more. Yeah, that's all I got to say. You got anything else? Yeah, um, pretty much. That's that's really it. Um, uh, I think overall, I did really enjoy the story. I thought the acting was great, and I thought the. Uh, the tension was definitely there that most Absolutely. horror movies don't have, but I couldn't help feel like this movie needed something just a little bit more. and Yeah, to take it over the edge. Yeah, and it, it just needed to be really good to be freaking excellent. Yeah. It just needed that, that push. And it was something I can't... It, it might have been the whole uh, brother-sister connection at the end, but... Yeah, I feel like that would have had more, uh, more emotional... Uh, weight to it if if they added that so, yeah, so I, i'd agree there's, there's something that needed to be there but overall yeah. i really enjoyed this movie mm-hmm. and that is apostle mm-hmm. your eyes they've seen things who are you He shall be cleansed according to the edict of this land. The promise of the divine is but an illusion. God is pain. God is suffering. Beware false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Let us begin.
So, Glenn, last week we added... What movie did we add? The Hunt. I almost the forgot. Hunt. We added The Hunt. So there are now four movies in our our uh, list, which you can see on our letter, my letterbox account, my KFR. Um, but let's get into Mowgli. Do you think Mowgli should go on the shelf? Do you think it is worthy? Uh, no. <laughs> I'd agree. I'd agree. That was maybe too hard of a no. No, it's a it's a good first watch, but it's not one you want to put on a shelf yeah, and it's show not, off to people. Exactly. I I, I agree one hundred percent. So let's go into Apostle. I don't really want to waste any more time. Well, not waste uh, time. Again, we're being too hard on it. But no, we're being way too hard. On yeah, it. It's just it's, it's just it's, it's a good it's a good it's, one watch, and then that's that's it. That's it really is it. Fr- frustratingly mediocre, if that makes yeah. sense. We're like it's it's good. It could be better, and you could see how it could be better. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about Apostle. Uh, let's Apostle. talk about Apostle. This one might actually be the hardest judgment for me, but uh, maybe maybe you should go first. I'll let you go first. So I really enjoy this movie. Uh, I understand it is a um, a topic or a, a, you know, a subject matter or just a genre most people won't like. Uh, it's kind of like a horror, but it's not as... In my, this is going to sound mean. Good horror movies aren't liked by horror fans for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> it's uh, true, though. But yeah, like they, they like the schlocky ones for for some reason. I don't know. I don't understand why. Uh, and this is this is a, a good movie with horror elements. I wouldn't consider it a horror movie, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I think there's enough there to merit it going on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say, yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's just, I understand it's not for everyone, but this movie is for me and it's the kind of movie I like talking about. So that is why I'm saying yes to putting it on the shelf. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. Is that it? Yes. I understand your, uh, merits for wanting it to be on the <laughs> shelf. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're you're exactly right. Um, I th- I think this movie, just for the fact alone that this movie isn't really a horror movie, but it did many things that horror movies still somehow can't get right today. Yeah. I think that alone puts a spot on the shelf for me. And then on top of it, you get a great story. You've got great acting. Front. You got great cinematography. You've got. Pretty much the whole shebang. There's just mm-hmm. one thing missing in there that uh, needed to be there, but overall, it was it was. <laughs> you got your bang for your buck, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying. Oh, you, you, <laughs> we both know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's that bad boy's on the shelf. That, that that boy's on the shelf. Cool. That bad boy's on the shelf. We got another shelf boy. Another one. Another shelf boy. Oh, uh, so yeah, Mowgli does not make it onto the shelf, but Apostle does. Uh so now we got five movies on the shelf. We got six episodes, five movies. The first episode didn't really count because there's just a bunch of bullshit. There's but, just a lot of talking. So yeah, five for five, even though not all of them, not all the episodes garnered one. So what uh, what movie is going to be your choice for next week, Glenn? Well, <sighs> strap in, my friend. Or strap on. I don't know what you're into, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm, since I'm we, strapped in. <laughs> since we will be missing next week's podcast. Oh, yes. We will. Uh, we are taking a uh, week off for Crimbus, uh, also known as Christmas. 
Um, so we will be taking two, like, uh, not, uh, we're missing a Monday. Yeah, we're missing one. We're just missing a podcast. So in two weeks, we will have a podcast. But until yes. then, we will be celebrating Christmas. And I feel like the best movie to celebrate that adventurous holiday is to watch The Christmas Chronicles, which has freaking Kurt Russell as Santa. I was going to pick that last week, but I decided not to. I'm glad you did. So, because I saw it after I watched Apostle and I was like, you goddamn right. I'm going to watch some Kurt Russell <laughs> in a beard with a hat. Uh, that's that movie made of red. is going to either make me very happy or very sad. I cannot tell yet. I can't tell either. The story of a sister and brother, Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. Ooh. What's funny is I saw the trailer for this and I didn't realize this is what this was. <laughs> so now. I'm a little less hyped, to be honest. <laughs> but it's got Kurt Russell that's, Santa Claus. That's so. why I, I'm saying it's going to make me sad or happy. I can't tell. So that is on Netflix. Uh, I believe it's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And luckily for everyone at home, our, my movie is also a Netflix movie. I don't Look know. That. It's not a Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. Um, I'm pretty it sure is, it's a Netflix original. It's not. Really? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was released in theaters uh, before it was on Netflix. But this movie, I, I wanted to see while it was in theaters, but it only ever came to Philly, and it was at a really bad time that I couldn't really make it out to Philly. Hmm. Uh, it's called The Endless. The Endless. And it is directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, uh, and starring Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. You know, they switched it there. Uh as kids, they escaped a UFO death cult. Now two adult brothers seek answers for after an old videotape surfaces that brings them back to where they began. Interesting. So we're going really black and white here. We're going with a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a movie about I'm a... I'm just trying to brighten up the UFO day and you trying to cult. get us freaking invaded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Christmas Chronicles, or just Christmas Chronicles, what is it? The, or the just, Christmas Chronicles. Okay. So The Christmas Chronicles and The Endless are our two films for next week. Be sure to watch them before next week, or two weeks, two weeks from now, so uh, we don't spoil any of them for you. Um, as always, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, it's Keystone Film Review. Uh, always, also on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. And then on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it for this week. We have watched two movies. Next, in two weeks, we will watch two more movies. Merry Crimbus, everybody. And Happy Chanukah. Don't Although, forget the Kwanzas. And Kwanzas. And I, there's other happy holidays. You know. Happy holidays. Why from people, us to you. Why do people bitch about that? It's so much easier than. Do you realize we live on Earth? Oh, touche. Touche. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>